Season 2, Episode 5 of the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast, sponsored by Mugshots Grill and Bar, Katie Cake and Company, Pearl River Community College, Advantage Insurance Company, Stonewalls Barbecue and Catering, and CC Firearms Training. On this episode, we will have some roundtable discussion about local sports, and we will also have an interview with Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College running back Austin Bolton. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast. We're going to go into the roundtable part of the uh, podcast, brought to you by Katie Cake and Company, located on West Canal Street in Picayune. And Clay, we got a little uh, housekeeping work. Let's get some stuff done before we jump right into this uh, roundtable discussion. Yep, just to remind our listeners and welcome uh, once again to today's episode of the podcast. Uh, thankful uh, to our sponsors and to our listeners. But just to remind our listeners, please follow us on social media at Talking Ball Y'all. Uh, we've got a Facebook page. Uh, I've got a Twitter account. You can search for Clay Sweet and follow me on Twitter. Jeff does as well. You can follow, look up Jeff Lysette, follow him on Twitter. We have an Instagram account, uh, Talking Ball y'all's instagram account so follow us on social media that way you can kind of keep up with us when we're not talking to you on this uh podcast and once again we're just thankful for our sponsors and we're thankful for a neat opportunity we have coming up jeff yep the uh picayune chamber of commerce right here in picayune mississippi is bringing a sundown in the city it's a game day uh televised saints game on september the 30th uh the game actually kicks off at 325. Uh, it is brought to you by, as, a, as, a, once I, uh, as I mentioned just a few minutes ago, it's Picking Chamber of Commerce and uh, Diamond Productions. It's free admission. The gates are going to open at 12. Uh, Saints are facing the, the New Orleans Saints are facing the New York Giants. Kickoff 325. Gates open at 12. And uh, Clay and myself with Talking Ball, y'all, will be, will be there on stage doing a. Um, Doing a live podcast, so to speak. Going to have some uh, guest coaches from around the area uh, right there at the Crosby Commons. So it should be a whole lot of fun. Yep, they're entrusting us with the uh, <laughs> pregame activities there uh, from 1 to 3 is when we will, as Jeff said, have guests and local coaches. And should be a lot of fun. We're thankful to both the Chamber and to Diamond Productions for thinking of us and allowing us to interact and play a part in that event. And so um, – Grateful for that. If you want to be a sponsor of the podcast, please go to talkingball.net, and that's where uh, you can send us uh, any information on uh, being a possible sponsor. As as our listeners who have been with us from the beginning have heard, we've we've certainly added to that sponsor list, and um, we we appreciate them, and we think that they're getting good value uh, from being on the program. Our listener numbers have continued to grow, and once again, I've said thankful and grateful about 10 times, but uh, that's that's real. I really do appreciate the support we've seen, not only in our local community, but statewide. And, uh, Jeff, the numbers show uh, all over the place uh, we're being listened to. So we're humbled and grateful uh, by that. And so all that being said, all the housekeeping's out the way. Let's talk some ball, Jeff. Yep, let's go right into the uh – uh, the junior college aspect of the roundtable, and that will be brought to you by Pearl River Community College. They'll get uh, to sponsor the junior college highlights from this past Thursday night. And once again, number one, East Mississippi goes up to Itawamba and takes care of business. 56-26, to 26, uh, 
Coach Buddy Stevens seems to have the Lions of East Mississippi rolling. Yep, each week they get over that 50-point mark. It certainly seems that uh, they are what everyone expected them to be as they were preseason number one. And it's going to take a lot to knock them off uh, of that number one spot, East rolling. Uh, Coach Buddy Stevens got his 100th win uh, last week's added to that. He's at 101, so he's got them rolling for sure. Yep, East Mississippi will face Mississippi Delta this coming up Thursday at 7 o'clock. Ooh, keep Deltas in, in your thoughts and prayers this week. <laughs> Great. So, that's going to be another uh, another interesting score to see uh, on that JUCO scoreboard. Also, number 16, Jones County, the Bobcats. Uh, Come from behind and beat the Heinz Eagles 28-25. to They were down 14, as I just mentioned, to come back and win. So that was a big win uh, for the uh, Jones County Bobcats. Yep, and the Bobcats, some local flavor uh, to our listeners. A Rutherford kid from St. Stanislaus and that linebacker core. Closer to home to us as we follow the Popperville Hornets each and every Friday night. DJ Travis, a Great cornerback uh, playing for the Jones County Bobcats. So glad to see those local guys having uh, success all but one week. I can't say that I necessarily pull for Jones that one week out the calendar when they take on <laughs> the Pearl River Community College Wildcats. Well, and another interesting matchup this coming week, uh, number 16 Jones is going to face the number 18 Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College Bulldogs uh, September the 20th at 7 o'clock. So, uh that's, that should be a fun uh, – if you can attend and you're listening, that should be a fun game to watch as well. Speaking of the Wildcats, went over to Colin, uh, Kapaya Lincoln, and uh, come up uh, short in that game on the short end of the stick, 49 to nothing. Colin uh, Wolfpack took down the Prover Community College Wildcats and uh, just an explosive offensive performance uh, from Colin. Yep, Colin, that's a tough place to go win and – uh, they proved that that game got out of hand early. Really, uh, I think I could say this with our listeners and with our sponsorship being safe. I think I could speak for the leadership and the coaching staff. A disappointing 0-3 start uh, for the Wildcats. Had a chance to win the first one. We're leading at half against Itawamba. And since that point, it's kind of uh, hasn't been good. So the Wildcats look to get, uh, get on track uh, this coming Thursday night. Yep, this coming Thursday night you just mentioned. Uh, Pearl River Community College Wildcats will be at home to face East Central at 6 o'clock, and you can hear that game on WRJW Radio, 1320 a.m., and com as the Wildcats uh, look to get that first win on the season against uh, East Central. Also another score, uh, the Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College Bulldogs beat Holmes 48-14, to and a, uh, another uh, big night uh, for the Bulldogs right there in Perkinson. Yep, and that's uh, of local interest, of course, because they're right there on the Gulf Coast, the Perk uh, Bulldogs Gulf Coast, really a good club. Out to a 3-0 and start, uh, a local for us, Austin Bolton, playing really good football. They've played three ball games, and he has three touchdowns. You will actually hear uh, from running back Austin Bolton later in this episode as he will be our featured interview, and I can't wait to visit uh, with Austin and uh, just hear exactly how things are going for him over in Perkinston and the Popperville faithful, I think, will like to hear from him and listeners from all over the place, I think, will get a glimpse of just what kind of kid Austin Bolton is. Yep, and once again, the uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast Bulldogs will face Jones this coming up Thursday night. Like I mentioned earlier, it could be an interesting matchup um, for the South Division of that junior college slate. Now let's move right into high school. Some high school action from this uh, this past Friday night, and it'll be brought to you by Stonewalls Barbecue and Catering. 
Uh, we'll, Stonewalls will sponsor the high school portion of this roundtable. And to jump right into the ball game, we had to see up close and personal play this Friday, this past Friday night, Poplarville, the Poplarville Hornets. Um, took it to Heidelberg, so to speak, 55-7 to after uh, some lightning delays. They finally got the game started, and Heidel, uh, and Poplarville uh, come out firing on all cylinders. Sure did, Jeff. A broadcaster's dream, right? About a <laughs> hour of lightning delay there before Popperville was able to get underway. But they were worth the wait. 55-7, to as you've mentioned. Four games in a row at Popperville has really just rolled in offense. A four-game winning streak. In their last four, they've scored 50, 41, 43, and 55. This is an offense that uh, – Let's a lot of guys touch it back in that wing T formation. A lot of guys scored other than I believe they had seven youngins uh, score the football, maybe eight. So just a uh, unreal offensive performance when you can spread it out. You have talented guys that can find the end zone all over the place. And one of those guys that came back uh, hadn't played a lot since the Picune game, the opener, was a guy that people across the state kind of took notice of even preseason before he's gotten any work from some of his uh, workout videos and some of the hype coming in. And that's Chase Shears, uh, 14 on the program and uh, hit a quick one, 89 yards. Uh, I believe it was his first touch of the night, and 89 yards later, uh, Chase Shears was into the end zone. So that's a junior back that they really wanted to lean on and get good production out of. And if he gets healthy the way this offense is playing, this could be a scary Hornets club once again. Yep, and as you mentioned, it was uh, eight different – Running, or I say running backs, eight different players scored on for eight different touchdowns. Uh, all of them were running backs except for the quarterback, uh, Antonio Barnes, with a 35-yard touchdown run. And also, Kanan Ray plays wide receiver and defensive back, had an 85-yard kickoff return, return in, that, in that ball game. So, big night for the Hornets. It's pretty special when you have eight different players touch the ball and have eight different eight scores from eight different players. Yeah, unreal. And they'll catch a week off. They'll get a much-needed uh, week off as they're still trying to heal up an offensive lineman and Tyler Mata, who's going to play a big part down the stretch. Also, the fullback, Corey Knight, who is yet to take a snap this season, a guy that had great production awaiting to take the field. So this will be a good week off for Popperville before they take on Green County in two weeks to start region play. And, you know, high school coaches will talk about seasons broken to non-region play, region play and then in the playoffs. Popperville had a good non-region uh, go of it going 4-1, and one, and then in two weeks we'll get started against a quality Green County team. Green County, uh, while Popperville is off, will play Moss Point. Green County coming off an impressive win just uh, this past Friday night. They beat a 5A club in Long Beach 41-21. to and if you'll remember last game, uh, last year's game, Jeff, Green County uh, gave Popperville all kinds of fits there in the first half and really midway through the third quarter before Popperville was able to pull away. That's a well-coached club and will be a quality opponent way over on the road for Popperville. <laughs> I was just about to mention that last year the ball game was right there in Popperville. In two weeks, we will be traveling uh, to Leakesville, Green County, close to the Alabama line. So in that 
That ball game will kick off at 7 with airtime at 6.30, and you can catch that game on WRJWRadio.com and the WRJW app. And just as we look into region play, we'll kind of do this for the clubs that we mentioned locally here. Uh, just people to kind of catch your attention at this point in the year. Some are all 5-0 and in Popperville's district and non-region play. Lawrence County comes out of their non-region schedule 4-1. and Lawrence County, a, a, a club that hasn't really been good in the past few years, but they post a 4-1 and record in non-region and have put up some big numbers. Neither one of those schedules from either of those teams will wow you. But it doesn't matter when you're 5-0 and in Summerall's case and 4-1 and in Lawrence County. That's quite impressive. Summerall, a club to look out for. Dennis Jackson, uh, a top recruit in our state and top recruit nationally, a guy that has only played wide receiver and returned kicks for them in the past. Well, they did a smart thing. They ensured that he touches it every possession now. They put him back at the quarterback position. And he has set it on fire. He has played great football. So that's a different summer all club. And we look forward to seeing them um, in a few weeks on Popperville's schedule. Yep. As you, like you mentioned, it's the out of district schedule won't wow you for them two teams. But when you get in district and these teams have to see each other Popperville, Greene County, Summerall, Lawrence County, also Purvis right up the road who plays tough every year in that district, should be interesting uh, getting into district play. Uh, Picking and Maroon Tide, they had an off week. They were open this week, uh, but they open up district play uh, this coming up Friday night at home against uh, Wayne County to start their district play. So Wayne County, uh, always a tough ball club, always plays Picayune and tough, and them, them games are, are always one uh, in the making right there. So uh, Wayne County has to come down here to Picayune to start district play. Yep, and you look at a Picayune team that's 2-2 two and two on the year, an impressive win really in week one against Popperville. Um, and they've just been kind of one week on, one week off, a 2-2 two and two, uh, mark is where they are. They're still running a football like they always have. Um, defense has, has given up some points, uh, lost a high-scoring game, Gulfport two-point a loss and Gulfport's very impressive so not bad losses both of Picune's losses uh, you could not consider bad losses they lost to the Iverville and the Gulfport uh, two 6A clubs that are really good when you look at Wayne County Jeff they're three and one they have an impressive win over Jeff Davis two weeks ago kind of put the state on notice that Wayne County may have been uh, I hate to use this word down, but uh, down maybe the last couple years from where they're used to being, uh, but maybe not this year as, a, as they beat a quality Jeff Davis club just two weeks ago. That region's going to be interesting to watch. You've got Hattiesburg, 4-0, uh, and who everywhere you look has them in the top three or four in the state. They're just loaded. We heard from Coach Vance last week, and what a joy that was to hear yep. from Coach Vance. You can see how he's uh, built that program and why that. That Tiger Club is off to 4-0. and And then a surprise in that region, Gaucher, 3-1. and They've played much better football and maybe better than many people expected. We've mentioned Wayne County, 3-1. and Coach Patrick at West Harrison has them up and off the mat. They're 2-2. Two and two. They've played much better uh, football. And so that's not the complete region, but that kind of hits on some high notes on exactly what that region looks like going into region play. Yep, and another game from this past Friday night that uh, had some delays with Lightning, just as the Popville game did, was uh, the Prover Central Blue Devils and the St. Stanislaus Rockachals. Uh, the Prover Central comes up short 
uh, on that game this past Friday night. St. Stanislaus winning that one 63-49. Uh, St. Stanislaus led uh, by their running back, Delvin Henry. 19 rushes, 363 yards, 7 touchdowns. He set the school record uh, for single-game rush and total points, did Henry for the Rockachals. And just a, a, a good win. They come in 0-3. Uh, but if you look at their the 0-3, it really didn't uh, put a spotlight on that ball club, uh, that 0-3 record, but coming in, getting that win at Prover Central. Yeah, O'Henry. Wow. <laughs> what? I mean, gracious, Jeff. Big, big night. And uh, Spikes on the other side had a nice night. Goes over, I say a nice night casually. <laughs> Kid goes for 328 and five touchdowns. That's a nice month in most high school uh, football careers from a tailback. And then the fullback, Kobe Whitehead, uh, 27 carries, 146 yards and two touchdowns. That's a, a, a nice game in itself. And uh, a shame those guys put up those kind of offensive numbers, but it's in a losing effort uh, to the Rockachals and Pro River Central will look to get things turned around uh, next week against Long Beach. Yep, they start their district play. They go to Long Beach. Uh, so, should be uh, should be good getting in – everything getting in the district play. Your 5A teams, 4A, 3A, 6A, everybody's getting in the district play. So, it should be uh, should be interesting coming up. And uh, Hattiesburg, Hattiesburg, you just mentioned Hattiesburg in the – uh, 4-0 spot of that region, but they are they was open off this past Friday night, and they have to go to Gautier this coming up Friday night, September the 21st, airtime, or kickoff at 7 o'clock. And as you mentioned earlier, Gautier 3-1, and Hattiesburg coming in 4-0. So uh, it's going to be a good game for for both of them uh, to start district play down in Gautier. Yep, and you said airtime. Our buddy up there at Hattiesburg, Charlie Rogers, that covers that club. He hosts a neat show, y'all, on Tuesday night if you're interested in football. Tiger Talk, he hosts it from the Mugshots location, Mugshots Grill and Bar, one of our sponsors. Uh, they, they host that program there on Tuesday nights. Check out uh, Charlie Rogers on Facebook and also the Hattiesburg Tigers Facebook page is where you can find uh, that show and I believe they've actually turned that into a podcast as well so go follow uh, support them and people will say locally from picking what are you doing talking about ha look we're into all of it we we love uh, high school athletics and uh, we like to see folks do well and Hattiesburg certainly is doing well so that's a fun follow and in that ball game Jeff we kind of I think know what Hattiesburg is but Gaucher rolls into that game three and one. Will they keep it close? Uh, we kind of find out what Gaucher is made of by what that score uh, will say at the end of the night. Are they for real? And maybe looking for real in that region will be keeping that thing within a couple touchdowns against Hattiesburg. Yep. Uh, and s another team in that same region, the Stone Tomcats, uh, they were off, off or open this past Friday night, but they have to travel to West Harrison this coming up Friday. <laughs> Uh, seven o'clock kickoff, and you have West Harrison. You mentioned earlier two and two in that district. So, uh, Coach Feaster and the Tomcats have to travel uh, to to a tough opponent in West Harrison, as you as you've seen their record this year. And two coaches that coach together there, Coach Patrick and Coach Feaster, good buddies, good friends. There won't be any secrets between the two. They'll know uh, each other pretty well. And uh, Stone, an interesting club, have gotten off to a rocky start. Not a good start, but they're not healthy. Their number one guy, Arrington, suffered a knee injury right before the season. When he gets well, they could look 
totally different. When you look at Coach Feaster and that Stone Club, they routinely finish seasons well. So what does Coach Feaster and that club have up their sleeve as they get into region play? Will they be a team that's like 0-3 going in and then start to really make some noise and open some eyes? Look out for Stone. Could be an interesting club to follow. Yep, non-district uh, scheduling games look good on the – on the schedule for the wins and losses, but now the Tomcats move into district play, and that's where it all counts uh, to move into the playoffs. Uh, now to move into our NCAA part of the roundtable, it will be brought to you by CC Firearms and Training, uh, the Mississippi Enhanced Concealed Carry class conducted by Joe Quave. Uh, you can get in contact with him through Facebook, or you can uh, also give him a call at 601-347-2590. Um, Start right off with a, a game that we kind of took a preview to last week uh, with the LSU Tigers and the Auburn Tigers. All, LSU traveling uh, to the plains of Auburn comes out with that win, 22-21. to 21. Uh, Big game. That was the SEC game of the week at 2.30 yesterday on CBS. And uh, surprising to the Auburn fans, but I was eating dinner down at Chili's in Slidell last night and very excited LSU fans when the uh, game-winning field goal uh, went through the uprights by Cole Tracy, a 41-yard game-winning field goal. So, a uh, big win right there for LSU. They went in, in that game 12th in the nation, and uh, you know that's going to boost them up uh, in, in, them, in them polls. Yep, a big win on the road. Uh, LSU got off to a good start, and then Auburn kind of dominated through the middle of that ball game, and LSU got back in it and finished strong, and then the big kick uh, to win it. That's a big win for Coach O and for that program uh, LSU team is is weird you know people thought they would be down and now they have two top 10 wins out of their three uh, wins and Brody Miller uh, was kind enough to join us last week he covers LSU for the Times Picayune on NOLA.com and he did a good job I thought on talking exactly about how good that defense was of LSU and how they would keep them in the game, get a chance to win it, and that's what you do. LSU was able to turn Auburn over a couple times and, and really play phenomenal defense in that game. Big yep. win on the road. Yep, and then you talked about the defense, but Joe Burrow went 15 for 34 with 249 yards and a touchdown. So the question uh, wasn't ever about LSU's defense. It was about their offense, what kind of production they would get uh, from the offensive side of the football. And just a, a big win – uh, for the LSU Tigers, 22-21. Uh, to 21. Next week, they will be at home against Louisiana Tech. That's at, uh, September the 22nd, and that kickoff will be at 6 o'clock. Also, just up the road in Oxford, uh, a, bad, a bad performance, so to speak, for the Ole Miss Rebels, but Alabama doing what they always do, come in number one in the nation, Picked to win the SEC, as usual, already picked to be in the top four as far as the uh, the finals in in college football. Win that one big, 62-7. to seven. Yep, Ole Miss got off to the quick lead. What was seven or 11 seconds, something like that. They were able to enjoy the game, and then it was time to hit the Grove. It was over after right. that. Alabama. I don't know, Jeff. I mean, college football uh, usually – got question marks and going to be some drama at the end. I don't know who can beat Alabama. They are just brutal looking, man. Uh, they've gotten quarterback play. Saban, a guy that's always just kind of had a guy back there, maybe can manage the game, make 
couple big throws if you need them. But this kid that he's putting back there now is a game changer. He is excellent, especially on third down. You get this kid in third down, he's going to hit a big play. And uh, he's got playmakers around him. But uh, the Hawaiian quarterback is phenomenal, Jeff. And I'm avoiding his last name. I'll let you give that to the yeah, listeners. It's, it's, it's a struggle to say. We normally do that work, and everybody calls him just Tua. Uh, comes in, he was 11 of 15 with 191 yards and two touchdowns. But then also in the game, you see Jalen Hurts comes back in. He's rotating quarterbacks. They were up big. Jalen goes 7 for 10 for 85 yards and two touchdowns. And then you had three running backs each score a touchdown apiece for Alabama. So uh, when you've got a, a, a man running the, the team like Tua does, but then you have Hurts on the sideline that can do it just as well, if not better at times, uh, you can't go wrong if you're Nick Saban. Hurts a guy that back-to-back years brought his club to the national championship and can't keep his job. That's I mean, that says all you need to know about when Tua signed up and got on campus. He is a special talent for Alabama, and that's just what they needed, a special talent right. at quarterback. So, uh Coach Saban and that process, if you will, just continues to roll. Yep, and then Ole Miss's touchdown, of course, was from Jordan Tamu. Uh, to DK, DK Metcalf was a um, touchdown pass for their score uh, with the seven points on the board. And also uh, just up the – or down the road from Oxford, Mississippi, right there at Startville, uh, the Louisiana Raging Cajuns come in to Startville and lose that ball game 56-10 to 10, uh, against Mississippi State. So a big win for State. State started the game at 16th in the nation. Uh, and then, of course, Nip – Nick Fitzgerald, 14 of 21, 243 yards, two touchdowns, but also rushed for 107 yards and four touchdowns. So it was all Fitzgerald in that ball game for the Bulldogs. Yep. Uh, State's supposed to be really good this year. They certainly looked the part in the early going. Did what you're supposed to do against a subpar uh, club at home and really took care of business they've got a good backfield too Williams kid we got the primary action yesterday carrying a ball and we saw what Hill could do a week ago at Kansas State uh, Hill went out with an injury um, just kind of we're taping this on Sunday afternoon or recording this on Sunday afternoon it'll be interesting to see what Kalen Hill's injury is as he was phenomenal against Kansas State and a really good back out of Columbus a, a in-state guy uh, but they get they favored Williams with the football earlier in that ball game and then Hill got a carry and needed medical attention so we'll see what the injury is on Hill but uh, Mississippi State certainly looks good through three ball games yep and this, just to go back real quick to that Alabama game Alabama faces Texas A&M this Saturday Jimbo Fisher uh, first year head coach at uh, or first you know year as a head coach for the Texas A&M Aggie, so that ought to be a, a good game and interesting to watch with Alabama at uh, at home against uh, Texas A&M, and then we see Mississippi State has to travel to Kentucky uh, this coming up Saturday, kickoff at six o'clock. Kentucky team who just took down Florida a couple weeks ago too, so that ought to be a good game for the uh, for the SEC matchup. Yep, should be uh, fun to keep an eye on that one as well, and of course. Um, USM Southern Miss game uh, due to the hurricane was canceled this week as they were scheduled to take on Appalachian State and Boone, uh, North Carolina, but that game unable to be played. And the way 
my Southern Miss Golden Eagles looked a week before. I wasn't incredibly disappointed that uh, that one wasn't able to take place. It's maybe give Southern Miss a chance to regroup a little bit. Uh, the quarterback, Griggs, who was on indefinite suspension, was reinstated uh, this past week. We'll have to see how that kind of changes things. As Abraham really had played uh, great football in the first one, not as well in a second one under some pressure, uh, had a couple giveaways that you don't want to see. Uh, so what, how does Griggs play or does he play at all uh, and how long will it take him to play? I, I, I wouldn't look to see him. He hasn't practiced or done anything uh, since mid-August. So all that to say Rice comes to Southern Miss this Saturday night. That's a 630 uh, kickoff. It can be found on ESPN Plus. Uh, a good friend of ours and a member of our broadcasting team on Friday nights will have the call there on ESPN Plus. But Southern Miss uh, will have their third game at home. Looked great against Jackson State the first week. Louisiana Monroe looked terrible. So which Southern Miss club do we get? And can we move anybody, Jeff, to free up any kind of running game? Going to have to be able to run the football. I think the last numbers I saw in that Louisiana Monroe game, we averaged less than two yards a carry. If you're Southern Miss, you, you want to throw the football, and you can. With Abraham, he's shown to be accurate, gets the ball out on time, knows where he's going, all those great things. But if you can't run the football, people are going to pin their ears back and put so much pressure on you in a college game, you're just not going to be able to do it. You have to be able to run enough to keep them honest. And Ito Smith, as we were taping this on a Sunday afternoon, now suited up for the Atlanta Falcons. He's not walking back through that door, so you're going to have to find a way to run the football. Well, and not only not only that, but defensive play. We've seen what they did against Jackson State. Uh, defense kind of uh, held, you know, put it where they should be, or they should, getting defensive stops and turnovers. But then you see Louisiana Monroe come through, and they were able to move the ball at will up and down the field. So. Uh, defense has to step up big uh, with a with a Rice Owl team coming in too. That's um, you got to have defensive stops and you got to have some turnovers um, on defense. Defense can't play three quarters out of the four on the field and it's and you know expect to win a ball game on any other given day. Yep, and and Rice not a great team. You'd love to take care of them at home. Start your conference USA uh, schedule with a win against Rice. So. Uh, get to the Rock on Saturday night if you can. If you can't, listen to our good buddy uh, Jason Baker with a call on ESPN3 or one of the best in the business on the radio dial, John Cox, with his radio call. Welcome to our Vantage Insurance interview with Austin Bolton. And standing by is Austin Bolton, a kid his senior year who had 2,300 yards and 30 touchdowns for the Popperville Hornets and uh, Austin now over at Mississippi Gulf Coast, a perp bulldog. And so, Austin, we certainly appreciate you taking some time with the podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Austin, just if you would, let's go back um, and then we'll look forward uh, to your community college career. But tell us how special your playing days were there for the Popperville Hornets. Oh, it was great. I had the big experience of my life to talk to you. Everybody, great people, great coaches, great teammates. I love playing them. And, Austin, your numbers, your junior and senior year, we gave your senior year uh, numbers as we came into the interview. Over 2,300 yards and 30 touchdowns. 
Describe to us that offense, that wing T offense, and and what your role was in the offense, and then also your junior year sharing that backfield with uh, Jesse Parnell and how y'all were kind of a one-two punch back there. Yeah, me and Jesse, man, I love playing with Jesse. Besides Jesse, I kind of miss him my senior year because you know I had Rose Rain in the field that spot, and me and him just took over. But when me and him in the backfield, they called us Thunder and Lightning. It was the best days right there. But you know I got to get to my own line. You know it was a big part of the offense. You know everybody had uh, got to do their job for the uh, win to the work. And I know head coach Jay Beach, and then your former offensive coordinator. Jacob Owen, they would always credit the way that you would carry out uh, fakes and, and then also the blocking you did in, in that wing tee. Talk about your unselfish play in that offense. Oh, yeah, my first year in football, Coach Owen, created it to It's what you do when you ain't got the ball. So every, every day you get on to me by my blocking, carrying out fakes, he created it to me, and that's what I did. He carried over in the game. Just a phenomenal players. We're visiting with Austin Bolton, former Popperville Hornet, now a Gulf Coast uh, Community College Bulldog. And Austin, off to a great start over at Perkinston, man. Uh, your club, the Bulldogs of Gulf Coast, a 3-0 and start, and you've scored in each of those ball games. What has it been like as a member of the Bulldogs from Mississippi Gulf Coast? It's been great. It's, a, it's, a, it's been the best of my life. I mean, going reverting over to Fred and Wing Tee has been hard, but I haven't got the hang of them. We're rolling now. You're rolling. You certainly are, man. Two rushing touchdowns, uh, one receiving, caught a swing pass out of the backfield and took it the distance. Also returning kicks uh, for the Bulldogs. Kind of dive a little deeper into that, Austin, the difference between the two offenses, the one that you uh, were so good in uh, there in Popperville, and then exactly what y'all are running under head coach Jack Wright over in Perkinston. Yeah, I ain't going to lie. First, I was a little nervous because I, I came from Wee and I, I wouldn't be experienced as Fred. When I got over there, they had me playing receiver. So I had to learn receiver and running back at the same time. I ain't going to lie, he was a little talented at first, but uh, on me and uh, Terry Hunt, the two uh, backs we got now that's ahead of me, uh, they did a really good job of uh, teaching me the ropes and everything, in the meeting room, going over plays with me, out to press everything, so, and I finally got the hang of it, but I to them, uh, two backs, they helped me a lot. Austin, a neat thing as – as you look at the community college setup, I believe the two guys you're describing may be a Moss Point guy and a Stone guy, and then you share the backfield with a Picune guy. Those experiences from different high schools and then uh, guys that you've competed about and then y'all share the same uh, uniform, same, same locker room. How has that been, man, to kind of learn from one another? I mean, it's crazy because we were just playing against each other. And we didn't. We wasn't thinking we were gonna be on the same team, learning from each other, and all that. But it's fun, uh, you know. Let them teach me stuff. Or if I got a pen, I tell them about it, and they take advice from me. I they give to me. It's real fun playing with some people that you know you already played against. Some very good players. And we're joined uh, by the, on the podcast today uh, with Austin Bolton, uh, running back for the Mississippi Gulf Coast uh, Community College Bulldogs. Uh, Austin, 
We talked with your former offensive coordinator, now head coach of the Pearl River Central Blue Devils, Coach Jacob Owen, a couple weeks ago, and uh, told him there was a pretty interesting picture on Twitter and and other social medias floating around him in the background, which you score in your very first uh, collegiate touchdown as a Bulldog. And I just asked him how special it was for him to be there and watch that. And then he's told me that you called him and told him that you you wanted him there for for your uh, for his score or for your score. So just tell me how special that was to see him there as you scored uh, your first collegiate touchdown. Yeah, it was very special. I told him that. First time I touched, I was going to score. I kept saying it all week, and I spoke to his sense. And when I got in, I knew he was at the game, but when I scored, I was so hyped up, I didn't know if he was in the end zone. And if I would have seen him, I probably would have hugged him in the end zone. <laughs> so I ain't seen him. And when the game was over, he, uh, he told me he was right there in the end zone. I was like, I ain't see you, Coach. If I saw you, I would have gave you a hug. Austin, when you look through your uh... – playing career and we realize you're just a, a freshman now at the community college and we know that career is going to um, move forward and be there for a while but in your young career what have coaches meant to you as a young man as you've developed into just a, a solid individual man and a joy to be around uh, he, he told me that was a big influence in my life you know I lost my dad and you know it's like they just this place of the father and all that and coach so I looked up to all the coaches. They uh, let me know if I was doing something right or wrong. I really all the coaches great They meant a lot to me, holding off the field. Austin, when you look at uh, – we, we described how neat it is for from guys from different places to come together in a community college locker room. I, I guess I'll kind of flip that now. You'll be commit, uh, competing uh, this next week against DJ Travis and the Jones Bobcats later in the year. Uh, you'll compete against the Pearl River Community College Wildcats and Peyton Graham, Jameric Waller. We mentioned Jesse Parnell earlier in this interview. How weird is that to kind of compete against the guys that uh, you had that special bond with? It's very weird. It's like we grew up playing against with each other, and now we got to face off with each other. But it should be fun. I can't wait to play against them. And it should be fun, man. You have fun. Uh, the memories you provided, uh, the Popperville Hornet faithful, uh, some great years of covering you and that smile on your face. I can see you smiling even uh, through the phone as we do this uh, interview. Thank you, Austin, for joining us, man. We appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Stay tuned for more episodes in the weeks to come.